excited to get back to the field, get back to ball. The open week uh, came at a really good time for us, as we've talked about earlier. I do think we benefited from it physically uh, in some ways that could help us down the stretch. You know, four games left, all of those being critical. No bigger game than the one we're going to play Saturday. We, we need we need to be as healthy as we possibly can. I, I do think we're going to get some guys back to the field. It looks as if we're trending in the right way, at least for the guys that are capable of, of getting back. There are a handful, obviously, that are out for the season, which we have kind of discussed. Uh, but, but we will be healthier on Saturday against New Mexico. I uh, love the fact that we get to play at home as well. I, I'm excited of what our fans are going to do. Uh, down the stretch to help these guys. We, we are fighting desperately to be bowl eligible, fighting to stay in the race, whatever that looks like, and it's proven to be chaotic. Uh, but um, but this, this is a big game. This is a must win for us. So what we, we talked about in the meeting room. It's a must win. It's the next step to get closer to bowl eligibility, closer to a winning season, and stay uh, you know in, in the race. And so I think our kids have taken a, a great approach. We had, a, we had an eight-period practice last night. Uh, which is not something we always get to do, but coming out of an open week we did, and it was it was phenomenal. Great energy. Guys went at it. Uh, we we went from watching the uh, soccer team finishing up with, with penalty kicks. Uh, we were able to watch every bit of that, which was – I think I was more nervous watching that than I am uh, coaching my own guys. Uh, loved our energy in the room, how excited our kids were for them. Uh, but we're right from there to the field and had a great practice. So – Great step in the right direction to get where we need to get to. Uh, we've got a, a tough challenge with uh, Rocky and Danny's defense coming in. And triple option, we assume, we expect. So some, some challenges that, that we're going to have to face this week. But focusing on growing this team up, getting better, and finding a way to, to get a win. That's what we're going to do. What questions do you have? Hey, Coach Patrick Moore with the Ag Ship. What is the status of the quarterback room who you expect to play there this week? Uh, I expect Coop to be the guy. He had a great practice last night in a non-contact environment. All indications are is he will move forward without problems and be the guy. Uh, he, he obviously can't have a setback, but he is on track and, and past that part of the protocol and should be the starting quarterback and ready to go on Saturday. Coach Brian Phillips, Big Blue USC Aggies. Sticking with, um, I guess, kind of the injury thing, do you expect uh, Brock Lane or MJ Tafusi, some of those guys that got banged up in the Wyoming game or, or sat out in the Wyoming game? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Brock Lane is good. Had a great practice last night. Byron Vaughn, Poole, uh, those are guys that, that are trending in the right direction. I would expect to be ready. MJ Tafusi is day-to-day. Uh, he is he is day to day. He would not have been able to play yesterday. Now we still got a week ahead of us, and he is moving in the right direction. Uh, you know, probably the most questionable for us right now would be him uh, in that list of guys that you kind of mentioned. The others should all be ready and and able to practice. Honestly, probably full speed as early as Tuesday, if not Wednesday. Coach Alvarez from KBNU, can you just, uh, this is kind of a three-part question here. Talk about your days in New Mexico and what you remember of those years. Rocky Long, and then what you know of Danny Gonzalez, you worked with him some too there. Yeah, I, I worked with, for Rocky, Rocky was my first uh, Division One head coach. I was, 
I was the offense coordinator at Trinity Valley Community College in Athens, Texas, when Rocky hired me, and, and he, I mean, gave me a huge break in the profession. I did not have a pedigree, didn't have some fancy name or any trophies on the shelf, just a hardworking guy coming up in the profession, and Rocky put some trust and faith in me and, and hired me to come coach running backs, eventually moved to coach wideouts before moving on as a coordinator at Middle Tennessee. So uh, I, I would tell you I owe a tremendous uh, amount of um, credit for my career to Rocky Long and his faith and what he saw in me as a young coach. Uh, I, I've referred to him as kind of one of my football dad. He doesn't necessarily like that as much as I do, but uh, I, I really do believe that without his – trust and giving me the opportunity not sure that I'd be the head coach sitting in front of you today and I just have an unreal amount of respect for him and his wife Debbie they've been they've been very close very integral parts of my family and my journey as a coach as a husband as a father and obviously with all we've gone through the last few years they've been a big part of uh, of that they've always been very very supportive so Danny was a GA for us there, I had been a player, uh, I think a walk-on player, it became a GA, and I thought immediately that he had something very special about him. I, I, I thought he had a great career ahead of him. It's proven to be true. Uh, we stay in contact, all of us, uh, a, a good bit. We were able to get together a couple times a year at different events, and, and I just I enjoy my time being with him. I, I want to beat him on game day, but pull for him every possible chance I can. Danny's wife, Sandra, and my wife, Brittany, have become good friends as well. Uh, we, we, we share family uh, together in terms of just pictures and stories and conversations. And, and again, it's one of the things I love about this, you know, this profession is that you do have great friendships that on game day once a year is really, really competitive, but you pull for them you know, the rest of the year. And, and that's who Danny and Sandra are. That's who Coach Long and Debbie are. Uh, he's one of the best defensive-minded coaches, in my opinion, that have, I've ever known, and, and he creates all kinds of problems for you, and, and Danny is just exactly like him. They make a really good team, and it is always a challenge when you play against their system because it is so unique and well-coached, and, and the technique that they play is, is so good that uh, it creates problems for you that just other defenses don't. Uh, you add that with the triple option, and that makes this game really difficult to prepare for. Can you quickly go into hopefully that, hopefully that answers your question. I understand, but can you quickly go into why the specifics of the defense has absolutely kept them in the season a little bit in these games where they have really struggled offensively. What is it about their defense that is so good? Well, it's a 3-3 stack defense, which is just very unique. We see a lot of odd fronts that are more 3-4 based. We see a lot of uh, four down uh, you know, Millfield Open. What Rocky does is very unique. It, it, there's only a handful of coaches and defenses in the country that that line down and attack you the way they do. It's all moving parts. It is very, uh, it's very much built around disguise and movement uh, and, and chaos to some degree. And, and nobody does it better than him, in my opinion. He is, he is. Um, able to get more out of less in terms of, you know, you look on their roster, they don't have a ton of guys that are highly rated. He, we didn't when I was there, with the exception of Erlacher, and honestly, nobody recruited Erlacher out of high school, but Rocky in New Mexico State. So it wasn't like Erlacher was some four-star, five-star guy. He was a guy that that 
built himself and, and Rocky and the defense built into who everybody saw, but that's just not who he was. The system is phenomenal at utilizing what they have. They get as many guys that play hard that can run around uh, and really chase the ball at a high level, and they do a great job of putting in in position to to uh, make plays, and and they're doing that again this year. Uh, their you know their Lobo safety position is making play after play after play, and loss yardage play, tackle for loss, getting you off schedule. They, they do it as good as anybody. Uh, so it is a unique three three stack, diverse movement blitz. Void zone, you know, type of type of defense that is really hard to get a beat on. It's the best way I can describe it, and that's probably not doing a good job. Sorry, Rock. Coach Anderson, Jason Turner from the Herald Journal. Are you expecting to see who are you expecting to see at quarterback for them, Kendrick or Holiday? And what do you what do you see from each of those two guys? Uh, all indications. Again, we don't know for sure is that they're going with a young kid uh, that that finished up for them and that they're leaning more towards triple. But I think we have to take the approach that, that, that we could see either. Um, one is big and physical. One is faster and shows a little bit more speed and elusiveness. But uh, it, it appears as if, and again, we're, I'm going to call Danny and see if he'll tell me. I don't, I don't think he's going to accommodate me. But uh, we would anticipate the young, big, physical runner, downhill runner, uh, in there, and we would expect a, a good dose of triple and play action off of that. Uh, but we could be completely wrong and have to adjust mid-game. Coach Brian Phillips again. Although all offensive schemes kind of have their own tweaks and nuances, do you feel like having to face Air Force early in the year helps prepare for what Air Force or what New Mexico is bringing to the table? It's a little different. Uh, obviously, there is option. Uh, you know that that does carry over. It's a completely different style of option. It's a it, it's um, so. In, in answer to your question, it's probably yes. There's a few things you can take, but it is its own entity in terms of how they they get to it. Uh, I think Banda would tell you schematically, it is uh, it it is sounds the same in terms of triple option, but definitely doesn't play. The same, and so we're going to have to have our plan for this particular system, and it's not not necessarily what we carried into in that game. Um, you know, the way they utilize the fullback with their force, as opposed to more zone-oriented type run game, in this it just doesn't look quite the same. Coach Al, again, I guess I'll ask something about your linebacker spot. If MJ can't go, what about your depth there? What do you feel about the younger players? I know one of those younger players went out with an injury in the game, too. How does it look there? Yeah, the young guys are fine health-wise. They're just young. I, I thought both Sione and, and Max did some really, really good things at times. Their inexperience showed up and, and hurt us in some areas as well. I'm hoping, you know, kind of like we talked about Bishop, that those guys get enough reps this particular week that we can eliminate some of the mistakes that they did make. I believe both have great futures ahead of them and, and have all the athletic ability to be phenomenal players for us. They just weren't quite ready. That's why we took MJ in the first place. We wanted to give those guys time to grow up a little bit, and it's happening uh, kind of right in front of our eyes at this point. Uh, I, I don't know 
if we're going to get an MJ back this week or at all, depending on how he just progresses. So, you know, both Max and, and, and Sione are going to step in and, and really just continue to grow up. Um, but I, I'm pleased with the progress. They're both healthy and should be ready to go. <clears throat> Patrick Bowler with the egg ship again. I want to ask about the striker position and the growth that we have seen this year from Kaleo and, and uh, to a lesser extent because he's had less playing time, Omari. Um, what have you seen from those guys recently? It seems like they have had some of their better games of, of late. Well, I would agree with that. I think Kaleo just gets better and better every week. You know, he was slated as the number two and when going into the spring game with, with Switzer going down, uh, I think he took the offseason very seriously. And not that he's played without mistake, nobody does, but he has reduced his mistakes uh, drastically throughout the course of the year. He's shown the ability to play with range, uh, play in the backfield, play physical where needed to. Amari uh, coming off his injury was a little bit later to develop, but we've seen some really positive things from him over the course of the last few weeks. I think his biggest issue is just the learning curve of not having the opportunity to go through spring and honestly miss most of fall camp as well. So he's starting to play himself into shape, and, and both physically but also mentally probably more than anything. And, and I think both have bright futures. I, I mean, we're happy with them athletically. They just got to get better and better with experience, and, and we're, seeing, we're seeing that happen. I, I think they're both playing better football now than they did at the beginning of the season. Coach Eric Franson with 106.9 The Fan. Uh, can you recall a season where you've you've had as much off the field, outside of football, controversy going on with, with you and, and, and your football team? Um, there's been a lot going on the last five years, obviously, uh, but but not any more than what we're dealing with now. Uh, so so I guess the short answer would be probably not. We we. We've dealt with our fair share of things off the field through the course of my time as a head coach, and not sure that that I, I've seen any more uh, than, than what we're dealing with now. Just trying to keep focused on on the kids and, and give them my very best, and make sure that we give them every chance to get better. But yeah, it's hard to say we've seen anything any heavier or any worse than, than what we're dealing with right now. Coach, one last thing for me then. You've had some regroup situations this year after Weber State and when you did some things. And now you're kind of in another one a little bit this week. So you feel like it looks like your read on your team is pretty good right now. So. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, the locker room and the, and the team room has been phenomenal. I, I think they – I'm very transparent with this group. I always have been. I think it's the best approach. I have, I have shared with them um, – you know, video of where we make mistakes, but I've also shared with them my thoughts on, on where some of the mistakes are coming from and why. And the fact that we are playing so many young guys, 17 freshmen, redshirt freshmen, and playing uh, in the Wyoming game the other night. The fact that we've started uh, 18 new starters, I think, this year. I think we only had five all last year and 14 games. So uh, the fact that we've got 30 guys on the roster that have played their first Division One snap for us, there's a reason that we this is this is the process. Don't give up on the process. Trust the process. And I think they've responded in an amazing way. I mean, we're not perfect. We're still getting better. Frustrated when we lose, frustrated when we make mistakes. 
But there's a reason. This is the process of growing up young guys, and we're going to be better down the road and in the future because of it. This is not a one-game or one-season type conversation. This is why I came here, to build this program up for, you know, for the run, for the extended run, not just one season or, or one game. So I've been really pleased with their energy and their approach and their, their buy-in. And, and, and like I said, we had a great practice last night. That's the best indication I can give you that our guys are still willing to go work and still trust in what we're doing. Um, and, and that gives us a chance to, to continue to, to win some games down the stretch. So um, hopefully it'll continue to do that for us. Coach, Trent Wood with Desert News. I'm curious how much you guys value junior college players when it comes to recruiting and building your program. Yeah, I mean, it's a heavy part of what we're, we're doing. Uh, we, I do believe, I, I felt like we kind of neglected that in the first year. I, I don't know that we, we took advantage of that. That was a place that we had a lot of success at Arkansas State. If you look back to our, our, our best years there and some championships that we won, we had a, a handful of very impactful junior college players on our roster. Uh, I feel like we've done a much better job this year in the recruiting cycle. We've already received commitments from several. We've offered several others and are battling to, to recruit them. And, and to some degree, Trent, I mean, the portal hasn't opened yet. I, I mean, technically, it opens on December 5th. So. Although there are a few names in the portal, I mean, the bulk of what's going to happen in the portal is not going to happen to December 5th. Right now, we can actively look at, evaluate, and recruit actively high school and junior college players. And so we need to do a phenomenal job in both those areas, especially for veteran guys at the junior college level that might be able to come in in December, be here in January, and plug in some areas where we're still young or maybe inexperienced. So I'm hoping that it, it proves to be, um, you know, a place where we can find value that maybe we didn't a year ago, that, that we undervalued uh, the junior college, you know, area. I spent five years of my career at that, at that level, and I watched some great players go on and have phenomenal careers. Uh, they don't all fit, but there are a handful of guys that can make us better and that fit our culture. And so we need to do a good job of, of, of making sure we exhaust, uh, it, you know, every junior college potential player for us.